So it's come to this. It's that season again. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's cold, awful weather outside. <laughs> the weather's terrible. Dark all the time now. My beautiful Christmas cow is lighting up the neighborhood. I know. I saw you got the cow out now. Lights are out. It's great. It's Christmas time. Yeah. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. And we're going back to a familiar Christmas well. We've been in this real comfortable groove the this last has several a years. become tradition now. Yeah, exactly. Once December hit, I think we both knew it's like we were both waiting to get to a <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night sequel. Yeah, as we've done. Man, I love this franchise. This is a this is a one of a kind. I can't think of any other franchise that is so bonkers and fun. And uh, I think this Silent Night Deadly Night ended at five. Honestly, I know. Seriously, this is the, I think the king of the straight to video horror sequels. Yeah, this should like, be going on today. All of these sequels. Yeah, there should be ongoing Silent Night. We should Deadly be up to Nights. like thirteen by now. We didn't have to stop. No. Society stopped us. Not not actually Yuzna's <laughs> society, but no, man. Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Every one of these The scenes, Toy Maker. The Toy Maker. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> like, I am Say no obviously more, in. Right? Yeah. The cover of this movie, that scares people, man. Uh, classic cover of a kid and a bunch of creepy toys, all with the, the big fangs. This is basically what Five Nights at Freddy's is trying to do, is recreate what a the piece. cover of Silent Night, Deadly Night What 5. a piece. <laughs> I saw that one. What an awful That's all I could think play. of when I was uh, see that cover, see that, that poster of this movie. It's just like, yeah, they they can't top it. They keep trying to they top it. They can't top the toy maker. No. The more of these we watch, <laughs> the more of these we experience in our lifetimes, the more I'm convinced that killer dolls or killer toys is the best horror subgenre. Hmm. I love every one of these entry killer dolls. Entry by entry? Yeah, yeah. exactly. We've seen several call. different franchises, many of them from Charles Band. Yep. But I love all of them. I keep loving them more. Dolls, I love more every time I watch it. Dolls is amazing. I think about dolls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> dolls haunts me, man. Dolls is one of the best horror fantasy movies ever made. It has this whimsical sense. You get whimsy with dolls. Yeah. And also, dolls scare me. <laughs> The dolls are scary. I am not scared of the T-Rex. I'm scared of the that one dinosaur that's like, oh yeah, we get 18 of us mm-hmm. and jump on you and bite you to death. That's worse. That's worse than getting eaten off the toilet. Well, that's it is true. Like the, the haunted doll or the, uh, the cursed toy, like you're much more likely to run into that than you are a Jason Voorhees or Tyrannosaurus or yeah. Yeah. Martians. Jaws comes at me. What am I? Oh well. Like, what am I gonna do? I can punch. I yeah. can like flail. But, but you can not go in the ocean, right? You can. Uh, yeah. You can avoid a lot of these things, but you might just open a box in your garage one day. Boom! Doll coming at you. You never know. Even like unanimated toys want to like kill us. Like you're gonna step on a Lego. Oh, you're gonna definitely. take a Lego to the heel. You're gonna slip on a Hot Wheel, and mm-hmm. that fall might be it. <laughs> that might be <laughs> I it. Could do it. Toys can already kill us when they're not actively possessed by evil. Yeah. So <laughs> something about the way that everybody in a killer doll movie like survives for a while. Nope. That's my worst. That's nope. I want to be the guy that just takes like a big old stake through the head. Well, this is yeah, this is also the the perfect example of when the killer doll kinda kills and mostly it's other like accidents related to the doll attack. Yes. Like there's very few actual like death by doll in this one it's more like they say oh, the doll's kind of choking me <laughs> and then i fall on a stake and then the end just blows it out and has one of the most violent doll deaths in <laughs> any of them right but this was a shelf the doll horror genre that was filled up in the in the 90s right mm-hmm. dominated like not many other genres you get a full shelf 
this had like they they would do crossovers. Like I think we've brought up you know, oh. Doll Man and Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Demonic Toys. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, we haven't got this is proto demonic toys. Mm-hmm. So they were still making these. They were still making Chucky movies. Yep. You know? They were big. They were still doing Dolly Dearest. Can't wait for our Dolly Dearest pod. The girl. Yeah, yeah. Chucky. But this Silent Night poster, best in the series. This is the original poster is scary. That kid looks troubled. The, the kid on this poster and the kid in this movie is this, like, frightened coma. This is a this is what we would call neurodivergent. <laughs> yeah, this kid, this Derek, this what is he? He's he's either like five or nine. I can't tell how old this kid <laughs> this is. Kid looks to be. yeah, he looks very young. Yeah, not like the kid but in like, Pet Cemetery young, but or uh, old Cujo. enough to like. Get with it a little bit here, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I kept yelling at Derek the whole movie, like, come on, Derek. <laughs> Derek was a frustrating vessel. Yeah. <laughs> for which to experience this. But it's not a silent night, deadly night, if it doesn't have a kid getting extreme mom issues after mm-hmm. watching her, his mom just getting drilled <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we open with the uh, with the mom sex. It feels like a theme running through a lot of these That's, episodes. I was trying to remember what the one we saw last that did that. Initiation was the Rosemary's Baby yeah, one. So there was a just lot a lot of uh, we, sex what was trauma. The, uh, the old uh, was Susanna Love. And the, it opens with the mom having the really dirty sex. Oh, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is very much boogeyman vibes 10 but, years later. But it's the kind of sex where he walks in and is like, mom. Mom. Yeah, I know. It's always it's that. It's clear. Like, he's old. Like, to me, he's old enough to know better. Like, you know what those sounds are, Derek. Come on. This isn't the first time. Yeah. And this isn't mom with just, like, some random guy. This is Tom, like, the husband. <laughs> and they're just having, like, half sheet off. Like, <laughs> I know. Mean, the sheet sex. strategically placed around yeah. buttock, like, kind of sex. Like, not, not I like got a stepdad vibes from, yeah. from this guy. Mm-hmm. The hairline said stepdad. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's definitely, but but, but we find I, out like Tom's been around. This isn't like a new guy. I, I love that we're like five movies into Silent Night, Deadly Night, and the connections towards the end of these movies are like tenuous. You know, Ooh, at we're best. we're away from like Ricky's story, which we somehow keep up through three, mm-hmm. loosely by three, and I love that they're like the running thread is like we got to have mom sex trauma <laughs> issues. That's what's connecting all this. Yeah. Christmas mom sex drama. We need to see some Christmas Five lights. Of them. Yeah, and then we need to see mom getting railed. <laughs> like, in the privacy of her own home. I mean, she's an adult. <laughs> she gets to do what she wants. How about... Maybe close the door. How about when stepdad Rick or whatever catches that kid out by the tree and angrily picks him up? The limp noodle pose <laughs> <laughs> that this coma kid goes into. That guy is just holding like a floppy sack of PJs. Oh, man. He this was yelling kid, man. at that little kid. But so, yeah, this starts out as, you know... Silent Night, Deadly Night is a great childhood trauma movie, right? Definitely. Like, poor poor Ricky. The story, right? Or, you know, Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. It's a childhood trauma one. And this is, yeah, this, this kid seems little. I think it's because he's in footy pajamas a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, footy pajamas should have an age cut off. And he spends a bulk of this pick in, in footies. Yeah. The That's full true. zip up down to the foot. Well, and he's just like a slack jawed kid. Like his mouth is always open, and it's yeah. it was really bothering dumb me. kid. Yeah, just like <laughs> close your mouth, hanging Jack. open, right? Yeah, breathe through your nose, kid. Ah, uh, it was just uh, for some reason I yeah I was not on board with Derek. Yeah, Silent Night Deadly Night jumps beginning. ahead to him as like an eighteen year old. We just get mm-hmm. five year old Derek throughout this whole movie, and then his hot Canadian Janice mom. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. If Janice was from Manitoba instead of Bronx, but his mom ends up being a nice mom. This isn't like I like this mom. This isn't like sex mom who then is mean to the kid. She loves Derek. She's like Canadian Connie Selica. <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's one of those. There's everyone in this movie. Sarah is our is our mom. Tom, the stepdad. Noah, the young man that is following them around. The uh, son of the toy maker, where all people are, I was like, I know, I know this person. Yeah. Where, where have I seen this person? And the whole time, yeah, watching uh, 
Sarah, the, the mom, was just like, what have I seen her in? It was driving me crazy. I still don't really know. And then you look at the IMDb. It's like, I don't, I, I can't tell any of this, but so familiar. Maybe that's it. She was just that type. She's this great type. It's got this Canadian vibes, that great 1991 look, which is different than the 1988 straight to video look. Mm-hmm. 1991 look a little more TV movie. And I dig that. And this is a cheap movie. 250 yeah. grand so it's cool that like you said we have these recognizable kind of people none more so than mickey rooney we do have a legend in this movie let me tell you how surprised i was i shouldn't have been but let me tell you how surprised i was by mickey rooney's performance <laughs> in silent night deadly night five mm-hmm. the toy maker the toy he's, he's the, the toy maker he's the titular toy maker yeah. let me tell you how much i hate his name <laughs> his name is joe Petto. The pedo is, uh, yeah, that's an odd choice. People say pedo a lot, but the joke is like Geppetto. Yeah. Joe Petto. And you know it's the joke because they say it like 20 times. <laughs> Everybody calls this guy by his full name because they back themselves in the corner of not being able to call him just his last name. Mr. Petto? Because for the first 10 <laughs> minutes, everybody's calling him pedo. You're going to go down to Petto's toy store? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a line that's said before we know a guy named Joe yeah, Petto. That's how we hear about the toy maker. Are oh, you going to go, go over to Petto's toy store? That seems like the only store in town, too, by the way. I love that we're in this city and it's like, yeah, I need to get uh, Derek a toy because he saw his stepdad get killed. You got to go to old Petto's. Yeah, well, you're going to Petto's, right? <laughs> you got it. Petto's up. <laughs> what? And then you walk in and it's two aisles of junk. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Petto is this oddly beloved young man in town. Ricky, Mickey Rooney is, what, 70, 80? I thought this was the deep decline acting Mickey Rooney, right? The guy lived into his 90s. Yeah, I think he was like 70 Yeah, when this came out. At this point, had been acting for 70 years, Mm -hmm. right? Four foot eight, tops. You know, classic little guy. Yeah. But, but he's big. He's, he's, he's a chubby for he's at a chubby. this point. We've seen so many classic actors put in outstanding work mm-hmm. in horror movies, right? But for some reason, I was still surprised by how good and how insane Mickey Rooney was in this movie. Can you imagine being a child actor in like the golden age of Hollywood? Mm-hmm. And just into the 90s. Almost <laughs> into the he acted into the next century. He did. Right? And you're just like, yeah, I guess I'm doing the toy maker. I'm playing the toy maker though. Well then he this famously guy. like railed against the original Silent Night Deadly Night when it came out. <laughs> no he was kidding. one of the people like, that like wrote. Hollywood's letters. going downhill with trash like yeah. this. Yeah, he was a very vocal opponent of uh, the series. A mere what what is this, ninety one or ninety one, yeah. yeah. Like seven years earlier, it's like not so that's even like, that long of a time. That's like stunt casting. That's yeah. cool that he didn't act like it was getting rubbed in his face. At every scene, this guy eats up. Mickey Rooney is scary in this movie. Mickey Rooney's like an abusive dad. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's got a teenage son, Pino. Pino. So Joe Petto and Pino. Man, they. They picked the worst possible pun names for, like, Geppetto and Pinocchio. (laughs) They made him sound so perverted and dirty. Petto and Pino? Pino Petto. Come on. People are saying these words so many times in this movie. That's true. The word Pino gets said so much. I haven't heard Pino said this much since Sideways. (laughs) (laughs) It's constant. People talk about Pino all the time in this movie, and they talk about Joe Petto. They are yeah. such central forces in this town and in these people's lives. Or, or it's the mom yelling Derek 97 times in this movie. <laughs> yeah. In every possible, like, Derek! We Derek. learn the names of these people. We know them. <laughs> and even Noah, yeah, the... I don't like the I don't like the name Noah in a movie. It just doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't sound right. A... It just doesn't come out right on film. <laughs> it, doesn't it doesn't read. <laughs> Noah doesn't play in the big picture. Yeah, like Noah, we need your help. Does Ooh. it have any kind of? I'm not there. Sounds no. too much like a, like a breath. 
yeah. at the end. They yeah, just, yeah, something. You more hard constancy, the hard K of a Derek being shouted at you. Yeah, Derek works. <laughs> Derek works, but yeah, Noah. Another consistent thing through these Silent Night, Deadly Night movies is deaths from the get go. Mm-hmm. Deaths all throughout the movies. Silent Night, Deadly Night starts racking up bodies quick. <laughs> like before, there's like oh, it's a pre-credits kill. Yeah, yeah. our stepdad. <laughs> the uh, and I love the toys in this. The the silliness. We got Screaming Mad George back to do the effects, and he's making some fun toys. And our opening Santa ball that turns its face around and has the evil Santa sharp teeth grin going. Oh yeah, give me that. All Once day. the toys, just give me that nonstop. Screw Man George him. is a he knows the toy horror genre. Yeah, we've talked about him, and he was he did a couple Elm Streets, mm-hmm. Dream Warriors, and Dream Master. He did the effects on Arena. Yeah, we and in and in Silent Night Deadly Night Four, I can't stop thinking about that fucking bug. I movie. know, man, that bug bothered you so much. It got uh, me. It really yeah. got me. Yeah, his effects are great. Society's effects are legendary. You Definitely. see any still photo from society? It's the most disgusting <laughs> looking thing you've seen, right? Without somehow showing anything. Mm-hmm. It's that Cronenberg thing of like, you know, you know, this is bad. He's just not saying it. <laughs> like, I know that's an asshole. Exactly. I know it is, David. You've done it so much. I know it. It's obvious. It can't be. You can put it anywhere you want in the armpit. We know what it is. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody. And society had several scenes of like, I know what's happening here, but yeah. And yeah, and so you com- you combine Screaming Mad George with the guy from like Pete's Dragon, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the little old man from the Black Stallion, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's pretty great. I, it's a lot of it's fun. It's really great. Screaming Mad George toys effects. I like how he gets that the toys have to look nice for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Puppet Master, you never I never got a good sense from any of these guys, right? Ghoulies always oh, yeah. kind of dangerous. There's like it's like skull guy. It's like come come on. <laughs> yeah. There's like a Nazi in one of them. It's like, well, that's bad. <laughs> we know that guy the second his uniform walks the room, you can already clock him. His head's a drill. I mean, yeah. it's not uh, subtle. Yeah. yeah the, the dolls have to have some allure. You can't have a bear just with fangs. Yeah. Yeah, see, but yeah. a bear whose face like turns around and becomes fangs. Yes. Yeah. And so this nice toys that oh man, yeah. Again, these toys take forever to lay in the kill. These people suffer their deaths for these toys. That's what bothers me so much about these movies. And this first kill, especially where the, this little Santa kind of cannonball looking thing pops it's like out. A, it's like a top. Yeah. Right. I guess a big top that. Starts spinning around and his face turns and he's evil and then just latches on like and a then it's face like a couple hugger. of bungee cords trying to choke you. But yeah, the the way they go in the slow motion with the dad just being like, <laughs> he wrecks the entire <laughs> living room on Christmas Eve. If it was me, I'd be like, ah, come on, get, dude, where, where the scissors? And this guy's just like crashing Rawr! through, <laughs> and it's like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then it's not just this guy crashing around and getting strangled to death he has to fall face first on like a fire poker oh, yeah face first poker to the eyeball so it just gets worse and worse and derek sees the whole thing of course this is right after the Trooling railing as he's yeah just watching this his dad this kid's gone ricky had it <laughs> and then so... he doesn't speak for the rest of the movie yeah, the... yeah then he's like he doesn't speak he saw a traumatic thing he had a rough night he's like, i'm pretty sure they gave this kid a couple of days of work and then they were like we can't give him any lines. We no. need to just cut him. We got we to make do with this. <laughs> you know, uh, this movie, when I saw it, was just $250,000. That's not a lot. Even by 1991 straight-to-video mm-hmm. horror standards, that's low. That's really low. I mean, I've seen, like, 50 grand shot-on-video movies. Right. You're 250. Like, And Yuzna, Yuzna, Brian Yuzna, Get so much mileage. We've brought this up before. This guy is straight to video Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. You know, total legend. But the mileage he gets out of these, he knows where to put the money. You get one big guy who's not going to mail it in. The biggest guy there is, yeah. Rooney. And the biggest. The biggest. And you hire, this is the most linebacker Rooney we got. 
for sure. I wish oh, we would. I wish we would gotten Rooney looking like one of those tough fat guys from the fifties, who has like brown slacks that are pulled up like over belly button. Yeah. So they kind of look like buff, but also a fat guy. It makes me realize that like when the Simpsons did them in the Radioactive Man movie episodes, like they were being kind <laughs> in their depiction of Mickey Rooney. <laughs> you know, he's, this guy's been working on his feet guy. for 70 years, yeah. right? A song and dance man. It's insane he had a career into his 90s. So yeah, I, a legend. I almost assumed that they made this movie like at the same time as four. Um, I mean, it did have Clint Howard think, and uh, the redhead. Yeah, Clint meet. Howard and yeah, our lead from Four is in it, and uh, it seems like it's the same like locations essentially. Yeah, it does uh, seem set within the same immediate world. Yeah, right. It does the, seem the same. Yeah, uh, co-wrote and and produced it. It has um, a larva it's crawling into somebody's lar- mouth yeah. and out somebody's eye socket. That's the best kill. God, that's, that's a great kill. He the, hollows the out that man's larva. face. Great toy. Larry the Larva. Larry the Larva. See, with this Larry the Larva wrecks a guy so quick in this movie, which is great. The whole Larva inching his way on his bench seat towards the guy. Yeah, the guy's driving his car, and the the the, <laughs> the toy keeps crawling towards him, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Get back. Get back there. He's like talking to the toy. How do you shut this damn thing hey, off? Hey, turn this off. And, uh, yeah, it crawling into his mouth. We've seen a lot of mouth stuff lately, mm-hmm. a lot of larvas growing in the mouth. We have not seen larva. Then looks like it must have eaten out the inside of his face, and then just crawled out. This it sucked his eyes out from inside. Oh yeah, it's a bad way to go. Yeah, every one cool, of these toys, cool kill, bad way to go. Yeah, <laughs> they're all bad. I just like fucking dirty Harry, like shoot <laughs> well, me, yeah. and I like fall off a bridge. Like great, <laughs> do that. I want that one. Not not a face hugger, right? Am I wrong, or did some kid that we then get to see murdered later on in the movie, when uh, these ladies are gushing about pedos, mm-hmm. this kid like turns around from his video game and says, "Like, don't go to pedos. They ain't got shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the kid suddenly suspicious of pedos, and the mom's having no idea. Yeah, older older uh, kid Lonnie. Lonnie, love a love, love a guy named Lonnie. <laughs> Yeah. Lonnie cancels out your Noah. <laughs> you got Lonnie, you got got yeah, no Lonnie. complaints, right? Yeah. Can't complain about Lonnie. <laughs> and uh, but so Rudy, again, I'm so surprised by how good he was. Mm. I guess I just didn't have, I haven't recently gauged my love of Mickey. I haven't gone back and watched his, you know, early 40s work. I was gonna say, yeah, have in you, a while, I haven't caught up on, on my Rooney. I gotta say, that's I a did. Big, big blind spot in my movie. We, we saw a lot of. Black Stallion, for whatever reason, was like that played big in the seventh minute. Uh, yeah. Putting a movie on for the kids' circles, Black Stallion, and uh, yeah, that was big. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's where I got him. But even that one was like a movie from the seventies. I don't know much eighties Rooney. I don't. I really don't. And uh, so this one, I I just was I was expecting kind of a phone it in kind of, mm-hmm. not even a major character role. Maybe like a three scene role. Like, exactly right. Yeah, shows up once in the beginning and once at the end or something. Instead, he goes like mad throughout the course of this. He is a scary four and a half foot man, mm-hmm. but also really, really good at acting. <laughs> the guy that with like two Oscars <laughs> is yeah. from like eighty years ago. Good at acting, right? But there is this bit where he takes forever. To calculate a receipt. Yeah. And I was like dying. He was like doing stuff with his hands the whole time and like adding math manually just to piss off this guy. Just to piss off what? Noah? It had to be Noah. Yeah. Just to get under this guy's skin. So you kind of get this sense that he's like playfully a dickhead before he turns into like screaming for his weird creep son. <laughs> Beto! And he's just like banging this little man stomping around the house. I don't know. I thought he was when he's what's scary about him is the way he changes when he thinks he's alone. Mm-hmm. And that Mickey Rooney did so good. For a man I'm positive we've not talked about through any of our two hundred and twenty some episodes. Never would have thought he'd come we up. Never did a Rooney episode. No. 
we just missed him going out. We almost did Breakfast at Tiffany's, but haven't gotten there yet. I've never seen any of his white face work. <laughs> I'm only can, I'm only familiar with his Asian work. Exactly. And uh, no, and my mom loved uh, it's a mad, 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 mm. mad world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could have sworn he was in a lot of like wonderful world of Disney stuff. Probably seems yeah. like I watched. I did. Pete's Dragon was one that got played a lot on that so i did see a lot of them but again hadn't caught up on rooney in some time haven't been going out of my way to, to check out you definitely Rooney's don't see him in lately. this light yeah the way he's carrying on yelling at his kid and plus his career dried up mm-hmm. in the last decade ever since he passed away <laughs> and <It's been> tough. <laughs> so <laughs> but I, so i guess i just didn't know what to expect i didn't expect it to be so kick-ass him and Pino are an angry, frustrated, creepy team. And Brian Bremer, Pino. He was great, too. This is a horror performance. Yeah. This was another one where I was like, God, I know this guy. I know I've seen he this was, guy. He was one of the rich but, kids in society. Yeah. Did yeah. the did the pre I think he shows up in another Usna too. Mm-hmm. Usna stock guy. The final scene of him. I mean, this guy is act. This is some of the best B movie like horror acting I've seen. I love this character. This is like Tom Villard in uh, Popcorn, kind of mm. level. Oh of, yeah, sure. kind of like a level of an, a weird guy who's inspired by nothing. Like the a lot of thought put into this weird guy that we're not supposed to know is a fake boy. Yeah, but they call him like Pinocchio the whole time. The whole yeah, exactly. The the there's supposed to be a twist that it's a uh, yeah, Pino's a robot, uh, fake kid. Yeah, but he's like it's not just really a, a man sized toy. Yeah, paying attention at all, but uh, yeah, you you don't really expect, and it gets kind of it gets extra weird at the end. It gets where he's, dark. And he's trying to make Sarah his mom sexual in a sex way. Is there's like book ended with mom sex trauma? And, now the uh, trauma's the moms. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's it's more than I expected. But this this Pino performance. Mm-hmm. Uh so I skimmed through it earlier tonight, you know, after watching it last night and you watch him throughout the whole movie and he's do- doing so many little things and little quirks and and little tells. So after you know, you know, obviously you know who he is, but now watching him just as a robot, he's so glitchy in non obvious ways Mm. i love the way he darts his eyes around in certain ways he's very robotic just while just looking like like a virgin human (laughs) just like a he plays like robot but disguised as nerd really well yeah and it's a performance that ages really really nicely like if you're making a horror compilation video if you kind of got into doing that Mm -mm. the final 15 minutes of this movie are ripe for picking show up in any heavyweight horror movie, right? There's some crazy visuals all throughout this, which is a thing you kind of count on with Brian Usna and Screaming Mad George. Exactly. You know you're going to get weird visuals that aren't in other movies. Again, no other movie looks like Society. Mm-hmm. Nobody's wanted to make a movie. <laughs> Society's like funny, sallow. Yeah. <laughs> like fu- funny-er, sallow. Mm-hmm. like prop comedy, sallow. I guess. <laughs> and in the best way possible, I am a right? butthead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's so silly and yeah. also disgusting. Um, and That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the, the feelings that get evoked at the end here, where Pino is funny, but also disgusting and scary and sad at the same time. He's really, he's a real bummer, but yeah. also really scary. Yeah. He's a real Terminator monster, and yeah. Every actor in this movie, though, I loved how they looked. Mm-hmm. Great casting throughout this whole thing. Short runtime, too, by the way. Yeah. Using a nose, like, boom, tight, like, what, under 90? It's like 127. And yeah. I, the, lo- the longer I live, the more I'm just like, that's the ideal movie time. Yeah. 80, 87 minutes, honestly, is like, give me nothing more, nothing less. Let me tell you how much, perfect movie how much I loved Killers of the Flower Moon. Hmm. It took up an entire day. It yeah. was dark by the time I got in. It was like noon when I went in there. <laughs> but like late last night, just getting cozy and being like, oof, tight 87. Exactly. 
give yeah, that to me. That's yeah. It's it's the, one of the few kind of movies I can watch after a full day with my son and putting him to bed. <laughs> yeah, and I still have squeeze just, that in just enough energy to watch just eighty-seven like keep, minutes of a movie. And it keeps you awake with constant eye socket murder and yeah. constant fun-looking people. I loved Canadian Janice. I love this girl who's like the mall elf taking photos. Mm-hmm. Just a cute, fun girl to get for these. Clint Howard shows up and you think he's going to be in it a lot more. And it turns out it's just him showing up like in a bathroom. One scene. Yeah, he's one of the mall. There's a whole mall Santa backstage thing where there's three different Santas yeah. playing Santa that day. Probably the They're big, paying three guys to do probably that. Probably like the Galleria. And, uh, big mall. And, yeah, and Clint Howard's got the pillow around his Clint stomach Howard. being like, how the little germ busters or whatever. <laughs> Clint Howard showing Yeah, with like full. his wonky. Clint yeah. Howard uh, showing up on screen like in Santa gear made me feel like we've should have like four or five different clint howard as like an evil drunken santa movies oh yeah but i don't actually know if there is that, one that might that sounds like that might exist feels right? like there should be a half dozen of or them. he's like a killer elf maybe yeah feels <laughs> like but i'm not positive there are his imdb is a fucking nightmare to wade through and I'm, i don't yeah, want right. to scroll all the way to like the 80s and 90s right it's just impenetrable it's insane. you can't look at eric roberts shit on imdb anymore it's just like well I have no idea what movies he's been in now. <laughs> can't can't wade through them all. So it feels like though there should be several Clint Howard like drunken Barney Gumble. <laughs> totally. Santas. Like the real bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has to exist. Yeah. How many Ice Cream Man movies did he make? He made a few of those, right? I think it was just the one. Just one? I think it's Ooh. that iconic. Mm. I got now now I'm doubting it. There could be God. like four ice cream man, ice cream man back in the neighborhood. It's gonna be a whole. I've, honestly, yeah. now I, now I just need to put like Clint Howard into Tubi and and see two hundred. God, impossible. Nineties horror movies. That's the perfect thing for when it's like late at night and you don't want to watch something, but you're like, I can scroll through and see what Hulu <laughs> has for the next thirty. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You just gotta got, look up Clint yeah. Howard filmography. I'll, I'll look for something for next time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll bring this up for a future episode. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's on. Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it might be on there, and I can't believe we haven't done Ice Cream Man. Mm. Crazy, but we also get like Zubaz Windbreaker kid. Oh yeah, Lonnie is decked out. Lonnie looks like every kid who learns a lesson on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. It's got that just like jean sneaker windbreaker backwards hat. Exactly. Nickelodeon like vibe. Like a vanilla ice music video or he something. He looks great. Yeah. He looked great. And talk about nineteen ninety one. Talk about finger on the pulse. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Mickey Rooney, the toy maker, he isn't just making like old tops. <laughs> In weird old like yeah. wind up toys they're from not the forties, right? Yeah, they're not all Lenny the Larva. This guy's making Iron Man kind of action figures. Mm-hmm. He's making ape puppets. He is making fucking rollerblades. The killer rollerblades. Killer rollerblades. Ninety one feels it. like that. That's finger on the pulse right there. Yeah, I don't know how much rollerblade death we were getting in ninety one. Or this feels groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of. I don't think could, we've encountered a lot of rollerblade. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's the first appearance of, of a killer rollerblade. Rollerblade deaths are tough. Ice skates have blades. Yeah, rollerblades are just wheels. Now this they're is more a of a maker, blunt though. object. Yeah, he 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 basically puts in some afterburners in these rollerblades, and Lonnie goes flying <laughs> down the driveway. We're used gets to hit fr- by a car. Were you surprised by how long they had Lottie blasted around Going on these so long. plates? There's so many scenes where it was like cutting between something happening and like people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went on and on and on. So many times. I was shocked and by how Lonnie long his... Lonnie's just doing bl- figure eights in the driveway. <laughs> He's like, like spinning tight circles out there. And just be like, help! <laughs> Nobody this hears This kid him. is on these blades for so long uh, and then he's doing like reverse action they do the whole thing back again yeah it's so great it's like this great keystone cops death except it ends with him just getting plowed by a car by yeah a, and they by show a big the old, kid like, go up on the like they <laughs> that kid got hit by a car somebody's like in continental the... <laughs> just blasts into this kid on his blades oh man well i don't think he dies i think he just gets severely wounded right we That's, see him in the hospital, like full body cast. 
uh, with his like arm up, and he's just like, Ugh. "That's what's messed up about the toys is some of this shit is livable." Oh yeah, it's a pain worse than death. This there's a girl in this movie that survives a horrific toy attack. Mm-hmm. I thought she was. Oh, I couldn't dead. believe she was still alive. Holy cow! They really. I thought for sure she was dead. Like five minutes before that her tank attack is looks over, looks like it blasts a hole in her chest. Yeah. Right? That. That's, yeah. There's that. a there's a girl the the babysitter who gets hit by the toy army men. I I gutturally was like oh when they <laughs> yeah show her. that was an out loud just oof full like the biggest squib you've ever seen just blasts across her entire body. Holy shit! What a, that's, <laughs> so you think she's dead, and then she is just screaming murder through yeah. this all, and that shot looked so painful. Then you're like, you live through these, and she's just then taken dozens of follow up rifle blasts from all the army fire. men. This thing is biting her leg off. Some giant, yeah, mouth uh, monsters. The boy that she was dry humping. The sex scene building this up is incredible. We, this yeah. is the this is one of the most violent, insane scenes in any straight to video Such horror a, movie. It's true. It, it really like the movie is kind of like gets into a little bit of a lull, and it and then <laughs> and then it's like that lull ends. That lull ends with the bloodiest, <laughs> screamingest, most violent, slow deaths. Man, going on and on, and like a very yeah painful looking kind of squishy humping scene before that, where like a toy hand keeps grabbing them, and no one's figured out that there's an extra hand involved. This actor, whose name I did not look up, had such as the jerk uh, boyfriend. Yeah, the babysitter yeah. boyfriend. O to B. A babysitter boyfriend. <laughs> I love every movie baby. What a cool gig to go over and like dry hump on a family's couch that you don't know. Mm-hmm. All because your babe is a babysitter. You got your leather jacket. Oh, man. Ted Ramey and Candyman. Oh, yeah. Classic. It felt like the classic yeah, baby. It felt like boyfriend. the couple in the original Halloween where they're just like they're on their neighbor's bed, basically mm-hmm. just getting wild drinking but your, with drinking like the some, tidy whitey still on oh yeah wearing your briefs around <laughs> somebody's getting your feet in somebody else's carpet you don't know him you're drinking one of his beers yeah oh what a life <laughs> and this guy is in his briefs like oh man i would love nothing more than to take my friends to see my movie debut and it's just me like in my briefs with like hanging sack yeah through from behind through the briefs and this actor is so funny. <laughs> when when this cut lopped off toy hand like thing starts kind of like goosing him, <laughs> <laughs> starts like really feeling up his butt. This actor is hitting all just like oh, all right. He is so into it, and he's thinking like he and his girlfriend are kind of like taking this up. Yeah, they're like he's playing around, like, oh, right? We're getting erotic here. The way they French build tickler. up this hand just as a as like a third. As the uh, <laughs> as the first the voyeur and then the active participant of the comedy around that it could have been creepy. It could have been couldn't not worked. Instead it was somehow really funny. And I'm lured into this like actually laughing. And immediately the violence is the ugliest, <laughs> bloodiest violence since like candy Candyman came after this, right? The, yeah, then the yeah. blood in this scene is blood man this is red blood i don't know why it's so disgusting i saw this gross german movie horror movie years ago by whatever guy it did like i don't know like the necromantic mm-hmm. movies right one of those messed up guys right little black pasts oh yeah yeah and uh something about remember that dude that's like getting his dick nailed <laughs> black past like, i don't know why they do so much a dick lot of really stuff gross in that. stuff in that movie yeah, i remember this movie it's about this like you know, Henry portrait of a serial killer, but German mm-hmm. is even worse. And something about like this guy's bloody underwear, something about mm. like dick blood, tidy whities is gross. And when this, I don't know, RC car suddenly has saw blades and a jabbing spike, it is like saw blade in the guy's chest while it's jabbing the mushy part of his under chin and is just. Just Once dripping. proudly hanging sack is now just like got this dark, rich red blood, and the way it's splattered down is re- it is disgusting blood. <laughs> this is horror blood. This is not caraway syrup. Like this looks like 
blood. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's a guy holding up like a remote control car to his face while making googly eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's so intense. It's it really so is. intense, man. I, yeah, that that's that whole scene especially. And it's like cutting back between that and Sarah and Noah hooking Sarah up. Sarah is car. just suddenly thinks she's being chased through a parking garage like in Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly she is just aggressively making out with Noah. Yeah. Apparently Noah is the actual father of Derek. Now this is one of those twists where you go like, mm, yeah, I don't know. We don't, get that rushed I'm... in there. So yeah, no, I'm actually your dad. No, we hooked up when I was in the army, but then you chose Tom over me. And uh, I've been following you and stalking you and not saying a, a word about anything since. It's... I've just been around. Yeah. I've it's just like... been following your mom and then just making out with her hard in a, <laughs> in a garage. But man. It's like, I want to take care of my son, Derek. It's like, well, you've been following him around creepily, not saying anything for an hour. These men. Is that, is just, that how you want to do this? They don't know how to communicate. Exactly. If Write Pino a letter, Noah. and Pedo could communicate, they wouldn't be where they are, right? If Noah could communicate. Yeah. If Derek could communicate, he wouldn't be so fucked up. <laughs> if Derek could just tell them that it was the toy that killed Tom, not the steak. Isn't that he kind of the perfect like... crime of the horror of <laughs> And then these... he sees he sees a commercial for that toy later and he gets all freaked out and it's like man if you could just tell your mom like that's the toy I saw the the perfect that's in my room right now built-in effectiveness why I think I love like doll and toy horror so much is it's kind of like a reverse Hitchcock whereas Hitchcock was always adults who are trying to like explain, like smart adults trying to explain their way out of guilt, hmm. like of a thing they didn't do, but they realize the more they explain, the guiltier. Like, you know, the thing that's just like, well, I'm fucked now. <laughs> like that's the Hitchcock. Like, oh man, that could happen to me. I could be set up for this murder. Whereas, right, right. The, whereas the dolls and toys, man. it's always happening to like little kids who are not smart. And they can't eloquently explain and get themselves into trouble by over-talking. So it's instead they go the reverse way. And they can't say what very obviously is happening. Right. And so it's just you're frustrated with these kids. But I get it. How would you explain this? Well, also, yeah. You don't know what is happening. Because Derek is such a dud. Like, if he came to me, if I'm Derek's dad or mom, and he comes to me and is like, the toy killed dad. I'd be like, shut up. I'd be <laughs> Derek feels like I don't believe you. If if I had Derek and I'm trying to put myself in, you know, Noah or Rick, whatever the guy that dies real quick. Tom, Tom yeah. uh if that kid Derek with that with those dead eyes <laughs> it's like slack if jaw. he if I was just sitting in my chair reading and Derek like came up and just kind of stood in front of me and said he saw his toys kill a man, like I would know that this that we have like a Michael Myers. Yeah, right. that kid would just he would immediately be like, "Oh, this is a we need to talk about Derek conversation happening tonight." Mm-hmm. Like that kid is gone. Right, you go up to the mom and be like, "He's doing it again. He's it's happening. <laughs> He's creeping me out I'm again. gone. <laughs> I have reservations. This is my child, and I am using that to take leave. <laughs> yeah. Would have saved him. Would have saved him. And." So, yeah, there's all these complicated traumatic issues taking place in and amongst the deaths, in and amongst these, like, rekindled lovers. Passionate. Yeah. Fiery romances. But the climax this movie builds to, starting with the babysitter couple's murder, Mm -hmm. building to the the Pino climax, horror movie, straight to video, legendary stuff. What an incredible 20-minute push to the finish. Because the acting, I swear, gets so good. Mm-hmm. Ryan Bremer as Pino, who's just you know a weird guy through yeah. much of this movie. When he gets to show out during the final villain climax, scary, sad, always weird, and just his movement is incredible. This is like a swing for the fences. Big horror villain freak revealing his plan. That's why I compared it to Villard and Popcorn. For sure. Because it felt like this just uninspired by nothing. I'm just going to be a flamboyant, weird guy. And this guy's doing that in this latex, fleshy, Ken doll body. Once we get the full Pinot reveal, I love every second of it. I love the showdown with him and Mickey Rooney. 
Mickey Rooney, we learn why this guy's so afraid of, why the violence he treats poor Pino with. Mm-hmm. The fear that Mickey Rooney has for Pino. Once we get into face changing, once we get into snap-on, like, Lego Ken doll The Ken doll hair. hair. Yeah, it was great. And then, Incredible. yeah, we, he takes off all the... Well, he dresses as Mickey Rooney. Uh, yeah. So you see, you're see, you seeing Mickey he Rooney. He has some fake so, faces. Hey, yeah, you get Mickey Rooney in the Santa suit, kidnapping Derek in the big sack, which Ro- is just amazing. Rooney Christmas dropping off stuff. all those toys just to, yeah. Rooney as the little evil Santa. Yeah. I cannot believe that that isn't didn't spawn its own franchise itself exactly and then when it's when rooney it's revealed, as the toy maker this could have had a puppet master like run oh right yeah like this movie at two i don't know if this made money but i couldn't have lost money <laughs> it could not it the math would not check out of this losing money this cover load doll horror toyer people were renting this movie yeah so i'm sure the offer was there it had to be rooney being like look I can't keep doing. <laughs> like I gotta get back to some of these. Like you, can't you do know, Return of the Toy. I maker, just did a huh? full house. Like we gotta. <laughs> I, I gotta work still, right? He's gotta keep up the image because this yeah. is a, this is an R-rated movie, mm-hmm. and Mickey Rooney knows he's in an R-rated movie. He he can act like a creep, and once Pino is finally given the chance to out creep, yeah. His toy maker. So it's revealed that yeah, you, where it's like a you've it's been like a, seeing Rooney in the in the Santa suit, but it's actually been Pino like in a Rooney in a Mickey Rooney, a Rooney suit, face, yeah, doing a, doing some Mission Impossible like face mask oh, switch and stuff time. here, yeah. And uh, this is like a is Pino's getting to be his weird creepy like Rutger Hauer in in Blade Runner. Totally, he's going through all of his like father and mother issues mm-hmm. at the same time. Derek's unable to. Pinos are just as complicated. And Pinos dealing with like no genitals. And we get this Pino sexual assault scene, but he has a Ken doll body. Let me tell you, brother. There's was a lot of layers. It, I was not in that expecting scene. that. that no. Oh the, god, no. The the complexity in the Pino scene, it is both ridiculous, but also I think really, really well done. Yeah. I really thought the Pino character and the way uh, this Brian Bremer played him was really impressive. Like, there was work put into this <laughs> super weird guy. Totally. But his movement and his robot glitching and also his kind of Terminator moments where someone would swing on him and he would just, oh, right, he's like a super like tough robot. Exactly, yeah. But when he's humping uh canadian janice yeah when he's when he's grinding he's trying to say i want to love you like a son or i want you to be my mommy while he's trying to have sex with her there's a lot it was as it was as filthy as there frank booth yeah oh totally (laughs) it was a total (laughs) yeah oh and and you kind of know it's just but also it's one of those like you also know that there's nothing pressing up against her so I don't know if it makes it okay, but it's somehow just like it's better, right? Well, it's also this robot body. He's probably just slamming into her. Just got to be hurting. Yeah, can't, can't feel good. He's really he's grinding. And then she's yeah, she grabs a screwdriver, con- and stabs him in the head, and the the whole his whole breakdown is a classic. Just like the robot breakdown, the, so good. The acting is so impressive because he is you know dry humping this woman, and his body is if not a Kendall, it kind of looks like a stormtrooper outfit but like flesh colored yeah. it's got the, it's kind of a weird segmented yeah he is, like, he's kind of like, like an like, action figurey, but like a yeah. fleshy you know like his movable torso exactly yeah totally like yeah like an 80s action figure where yeah you could kind of expand like you could kind of pull it apart exactly yeah pretty look. like you you ever like stretch Those your gi, GI joe's, joe's yeah, and they got yeah. like a rubber thick rubber band exactly. in it's there kind of, yeah exactly you got that same vibe That's what you look like and he's moving really i don't know I don't know how much he practiced his robot moving, but by the time the jig is up and he can just move like a robot, oh, <laughs> I love the way he moved around this room. But when I say it's impressive acting, like he managed to have a scene where he was like whining about how he wanted a mom while he was just like thumping into this woman with her hot like stocking legged up. And it was like he was feeling for something, right? Yeah. For him to, for the acting to be so good that this man, it comes off more like sad and sympathetic. Like, boy, this this boy's lost. 
This robot is confused. Yeah, this robot doesn't know what he is. <laughs> it really, yeah, it was one of those like we got some wires this crossed. Poor too. guy. <laughs> it wasn't one of those robots that gets like every book in the universe downloaded to his mainframe. He's just right. trying to figure shit out. He didn't have his Jiminy Cricket to guide him. No, this shit. zero guidance. <laughs> bad, poor guidance. This guy was living in a basement. Yeah, like bad, awful guidance. And this guy is just trying to get by. He's trying to just get by on this crazy rock. He wants to have his family. Yeah, it, the the whole aspect of him just wanting to have the family, right? And then the the it it makes you wonder. Like Mickey Rooney couldn't have like if he was so disappointed with Pino as a son, like just reboot him, just do just, it, yeah, do it again. You are a toy maker with some it, impressive right? skills, like yeah. tinker. <laughs> exactly. Do a little tinkering on this kid. Take it back to the shop. Don't just yell at him and tell him he's an asshole. The reveal in dolls when there's just shelves and shelves of these things, it's just like, oh yeah, these guys have been practicing. Exactly. These guys are old pros. Mickey Rooney should have, that basement should be stocked full. The, that's one problem, and I'll get hats off to him. The cover of this has an absurd amount of cool evil animal toys, evil teddy bears, evil stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. None of those dudes are in the movie. Not in the movie. No. None of them are in there. This should have been. They'll, this need to be yeah, a six. They get forgiven for that. But one another theme that's pretty common, maybe not so much in three, but definitely common in like one, is uh, how sad a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie can make me feel. The story in Silent Night, Deadly Night original is yeah. sad. That is a sad kid. Yeah, that, that movie is doesn't the even, saddest a, looking kid. To me, it's kid. not a scary movie at all because you're just watching this traumatized boy grow into a man and never get any help. That you, little like boy is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching Gizmo getting tortured, right? Just like, I can't watch this kid. It's too hard. Yeah, when he has to go to the, the nuns and it's like, all right, nuns, here's a boy whose parents were murdered in front of him by a Santa Claus. Yeah, And man. then when... Anytime he acts out, the nuns are like, tie him to the bed. It's like, come on. (laughs) Poor kid. And man, I know this kid is a dud, but it's so important that we had Pino to take over. I felt for this, like, this guy got a bad rap. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, right? I feel bad for Derek in the least, having (laughs) witnessed his stepfather get murdered. But Pino, the robot, the non biological. I'm glad Derek got to kind of like help kill Pino. That was kind of a cool Derek moment. Derek really had to hold on. Peter was whipping him around, man. <laughs> Derek's doing a little piggyback. I thought ride. Noah was gonna take the shot. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I wouldn't trust me with that. It looked like he was raising. I was like, oh, that shot's yeah, right. mostly Derek. I don't know. And then I was just like, Silent Night, Deadly Night would kill a kid. Like Derek could be dying right here. But Pino gets lopped in half. Arm lopped off, screwdriver jammed into his head, gets kind of a jump out torso moment, which is great. Yeah. It's one of the, I think, I've always said Terminator, the original Terminator, when you and I saw it in the theater, man, I was scared. That was, that's the scariest, like, Michael Myers mm-hmm. to me. That guy that you just can't stop. And he, he only has one interest. It's such a true nightmare thing. Like Very the much. thing that's coming at you in your nightmare that you cannot kill. Yeah. Just the universal nightmare, right? Yeah. You can never outrun it. It's always mine. It's why stuff like It Follows scares me mm-hmm. so bad. But, you know, by the time Linda Hamilton has this thing down to a torso and it's still just like crawling after, it's just like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I love them giving Pino that just like <gasps> perfect lurch. That kid crushed Good lurch. It. That guy, I looked him up. Not much stuff mm-hmm. beyond this. Society in this. He was in Pumpkinhead a couple years before it. Okay. The townie that kind of shows, uh, tells Lance Hamrickson about the witch. You know, so he's had a couple of cool, but this. This is, you can't even call it a horror movie villain. It's just a classic horror movie character. It's like a Frankenstein. Yeah. He didn't ask for this. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't know he's killing this this girl can't even feel bad for pino and that takes acting to be grinding into this lady and be like this poor guy <laughs> i didn't feel sad for any of the guys in that in the accused <laughs> yeah uh, that one guy though he didn't deserve this no all of them did but pino man one of the one of the greatest 
greatest climax in horror history. All the Silent Nights have these insane climaxes. They're all bonkers. They're it's all such insane. A, uh, it's just such a fun, like, I knew this one was going to be wacko. They're <laughs> yeah. all wacko. And uh, we need more of that, where it's just pure wacko fun. They don't need to be connected, especially, no. like, if it's a Christmas you thing. You can't do this. Just make them all Christmas time. Just make them all their own little this stories. This was its own Kind of like what man. Halloween was supposed to be, right, originally. Like, we're just going to make Halloween-related horror movies. Yeah. Time together if you want. Don't play by a rule book if you don't need to. Like, yeah. Just do it. That would have been the best. And, you know, this is just... This 88 to, like, 93 straight-to-video era is so special. Because it's just this level of kind of unfettered creativity from weirdos. Like, mm-hmm. where it was just... They were able to put 250 grand into a weird movie like this because you knew guys like John Beekler or Screaming Mad George who could make weird shit on a budget. Yeah. And a lot of special stuff was happening. I have it's so such an easy 5-year run to love. I have such fondness for just being lucky enough to even know a couple people that introduced me to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Where would I be without Carlos renting Maniac Cop 3? Right, exactly. I didn't know other maniac cops, let alone a third. And it was such a time, like, uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you looked up who Martin Kitrosser is, the director. That was a surprise uh, yeah. <laughs> surprise acquaintance, so, right? So many times we see people in these movies that go on to be legends, uh, like the maniac cop, you know, stunt guy. Mm. Uh, Spiro Rosados. Spiro. Martin Kitrosser is a, is a legend script supervisor. Isn't that Which cool? is like a huge job in the making of a movie. He's basically the writer and like editor's <laughs> rep on set, making sure shots are continuous, yeah. making sure things Stressful match up. Stressful job. The first movie he's a script supervisor on, the original Friday the 13th. Does it again on the second one. Writes the third one. Writes the fifth one. He's doing stuff like this. Then after this movie, he goes back to being a script supervisor on Reservoir Dogs. Does every Tarantino movie Everyone. to yeah. this day. Has like so many he was he's the script supervisor on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He's you know, he's doing the rush hour movies. Like the guy is like A list dude who also has this weird this fifth in a sequel, you know, straight to video movie under his belt. Too. I mean, that could happen with these, stuff. right? These people were making the people we watch stuff cheaper than two fifty, you know. Sure. We watch stuff like Action USA mm-hmm. and these Lustig movies, right. and they're they're all the best because these people are the ones wanting to make these movies. They want to make money, sure, right? <laughs> you know, but, but they like, love making movies. But like Lustig made you know a couple of pornos that made money, and he was cool to have the money to like make a horror movie. Cool. Now I can make this movie. Right. Now I can make one of the most disturbing horror movies of the eighties. Yeah. And so you get guys like Screaming Mad George. It's like I'm gonna move from what I don't know Osaka <laughs> to the states so I can make weird Ken doll bodies. Yeah. In movies, but these people want to make movies and do this shit so good. And the best ones, yeah. <clears throat> Spiro Rosado's stunts stood out so much to me. I don't know if I've ever noticed like a stunt man. Before, mm-hmm. maybe uh, Hickman, the stunt driver for you know, sure, right, right, Bullet and Seven Ups. Like you, you want to know who that guy doing that is, right? But Spiro Rosales is the first guy. It's like who the fuck is doing all these stunts <laughs> in Maniac Cop Two? This guy's chained to a car going downhill. Yeah, how long has this guy been on fire? Like how high was that building he jumped off of? Like into a truck. The like, kind of stuff where you're watching it and you're just going, how are they? Yeah, what the hell's going I, on? I'm forgetting which Lustig one it was, but there's this chase scene in a parking garage where he's hanging on top of a pickup truck. That got to be Hit List, Hit right? List. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this huge F-150 taking tight turns around these concrete beams in a parking garage. And he is only clearing the horizontal beams by like a foot. And there were times where his head was up. <laughs> Like, the man could have died, and it would have been one of the most disgusting deaths <laughs> captured on film. And this guy is now, of course he's working with nothing but Marvel, right? Yeah. The stunt coordinator for nothing but hits. So, yeah, this man, whose name I did not know, Martin Kitrosser. Yeah. 
script supervisor on every Tarantino movie. Huge A-list guy. So cool. It's so cool. And yeah, he's I love just doing stuff. a bunch of Friday the, Friday the 13th stuff. Yeah. Not, why not? I love these guys. But I, yeah, that, yeah that, I think that just comes through in these movies so much. Like, if you've only got $250,000 and you're trying to make this kind of movie, you're not doing it for the money. No. <laughs> like, you're making some money, but you're not doing it to You're try making to enough be money. I mean... A, an A-list, you know, celebrity star. You're doing it because you love making these weird, maybe trashy, maybe sexy, maybe gory straight to video movies like whatever your thing is i mean we've covered so many we've covered so many of these that had actors that did go on to big movies sure you know you get into movie you act in whatever work you get and you do try and do good in it and you try and look good in it and maybe you're matthew mcconaughey and renee zellweger in like the fourth Mm -hmm. texas chainsaw or jennifer aniston in like leprechaun right (laughs) that happens right and then you just hope something sticks and so Pino, would it be shocking for this guy to show up as like a regular on Caroline in the City for right. two seasons? When right? You look at his IMDb photos; like he could have been Niles Crane from Frasier or something. Like he could have, you know. Yeah, I bet this guy went out for tons of cool parts, right? Yeah. But he wound up in like a few Usna movies mm-hmm. and was great in them. He's great in Society. He's great. He's such a little rich prick. Yeah, I think he played a couple little rich prick kind of roles which he's got that you find your vibe right and that's how you get your foot in and so they're just cool there's just a craftsmanship to these kind of movies silent night deadly night i think it's the king of straight to video sequel franchises three four and five are all good and very different initiation has some horror stuff that i still think about i know you're bothered by that bug but yeah there's a grossness to some of it that's just like you know street trash kind of totally vibes but gets rosemary's baby yeah it gets on your skin in a good way though like it's kind of that like yeah it sticks with you and it sticks to the ribs a little bit and three is giving us like laura elena herring and well sure three's yeah. the twin peaks one exactly <laughs> it feels like three's, a twin he's got that movie. great yeah bill mosley with the clear dome <laughs> the brain, brain box thing can't what get a, any better than that. I mean, what a franchise. For nothing else. I, I'd have to really look at what other straight-to-video franchises went to five and had, and were still this good. The Toymaker, I watched these, man. This could be this could be my second favorite of this whole series. That's a, uh, the, that's the a original is, is like a mm. top-five horror classic. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's it's so emotionally affecting that the horror is just... It's not scary, scary. It's like troubling. Exactly. Yeah, right. And it's such an actually, I think, you know, a great, excellent horror movie. And the others are just fun genre movies. But Toymaker, I don't know. It might be the, it might be the second best in the series. I guess I'll have to watch them all. I like, guess I, so. like I do every Christmas. They're all, well, at least three, four, and five are on Tubi. Uh, that's where I watched it. Perfect. So uh, find them there. And yeah, it's it's one of those things where you realize so many, I think, of these horror series, these franchises suffer from trying to stick to a story or stick to a character. If more There's... of them, like Silent Night, Daily Night, just kind of went with the overall, it's a Christmas theme. And even then, you don't need it to be all about Christmas. Don't like beat us over the head with it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, that's where I think the lore I... is just killing shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need lore. Right. I wouldn't have, if they had made every, if every Friday Thirteenth movie had been just like some dude's idea, I bet there'd be a couple of real bad ones. But you might have gotten a real cool one. Well, and then I like this concept. That's why Season of the Witch is such a great movie because it's like gets to do its own thing and doesn't have to worry about all the yeah. other baggage. Beholden to nothing, makes yeah. up its own what, Stonehenge lore. Sure, <laughs> connected to yeah. nothing. And this movie didn't feel like it had to be connected to anything. I've never seen this I'm a real boy kind of thing this early. I'm sure there's a weird old Twilight Zone. Oh, it was, sure. But it was always with like a, you know, a ventriloquist dummy. Right. Or something like that. Not like an animatronic confused boy. <laughs> Ugh. These are so good. I think next year we'll have to knock out one. 
one and two. We'll, we might we'll as do well a just, big yeah, mega episode. Since two is basically a clip show of one, we we should just do the one two. There's nearly forty minutes of one in two. It's insane. No other <laughs> series does this. No, you wouldn't think after that's what happened with two. It's say it's insane to think a series with five movies and the second one might be the weakest. Oh yeah, like can you imagine Godfather two being just a real piece of shit. Or just like if in... I guess Exorcist Two is pretty trash. Yeah, I, I don't think so, I've ever right. seen it. I've heard not good things not, about Exorcist. When 2, When you're right? bookended by one and three, it's uh, not so good. But like if Exorcist Two used forty minutes of footage from the first one, <laughs> or Halloween Two used forty minutes from the first Halloween, yeah, that's what an insult. And then and then they were like, you know what? Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep making more of these movies. That's like maybe we didn't have enough money or or enough idea to make a second one. If you if you checked and the director was like Italian, then you'd be like, well, sure, of course, <laughs> like of course, why not? But that's just inexcusable, and I think it takes away from the really good parts of two. It's so easy yeah. to write off for that. Like, like I like two. Like, I, I actually like part two, and the the guy playing Ricky is or whatever is so insane. Yeah, and great. I actually think he's. great. I, I am a fan. It, yeah. So, but. It is. It it could be the the least in the series, just because this series is so strong. Not really connected. Doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Sleepaway Camp too. Unhappy Campers, which right? I love. But if it was just called Unhappy Campers, and it didn't need like a weird explanation for why this is also tied to Angela, and Angela looks like a totally different person, mm-hmm. like Unhappy Campers was funny. It was great. Like, it would have been, I think, a bigger hit. Not mm. like it's. There's a negative attachment. Silent Night, Deadly Night doesn't have any of that negative attachment. These are too easy to get into. Yeah, these are good movies. You it got ex- me in the spirit of the season too. Like, it got me ready for the holidays. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have to knock out some some Christmas. We yeah. got a few Wednesdays up before. Yeah, this whole month Christmas. is gonna be uh, is gonna be festive. Maybe for not sure. just horror. We might go in a couple of. We might get. We can see what Christmas has to offer us this year. Oh, yeah. If you've not seen any of the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, jump on in. Pick a number. Exactly. Anyone will do. One, a legitimate classic. Three, four, five, straight to video classics. You cannot go wrong. You don't need lore. Mm -hmm. You just sit back and see what these movies have for you. These movies are better than their titles indicate. Which one was better watch out? (laughs) Had to be three. Had to be three. That's the only one. Yeah. Initiation, Initiation was four. Was four. Yeah, yeah, man. And the toy maker, baby. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. It came to this. It did. Thank you for listening. And good night.